All right, this is Side by Side Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host. And today I have a lovely guest. She's actually a coworker of mine, Dorothy Robinson. Thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you for doing this. And um, hey, you know, I invited you because we had a pretty good, uh, interesting conversation just recently at, at our job. Uh, and, you know, I think our viewers might actually enjoy uh, a little bit of this. You know, lately I've, I've been getting into the conversation of the dating scene and, you know, what that's like. And you were actually, you partook in a little survey that I was doing. I went around, um, for these, those of you that don't know, and started asking, you know, some of our coworkers, males and females, you know, what are the top five things you look for in a, in a man for the girls and then top five things you look for in a, a girl for, for the men, of course. And I was actually surprised by the answers. And, um, yeah, yours, yours were pretty good. Uh, do you kind of remember a little bit of like what, what your top five were, or at least top three? Um, I know that I said that he has to be a Christian or a believer. Right. I know that he, I said that he has to be emotionally supportive and emotionally stable. Those were, I remember those being my top three. Right. And that, again, kind of like surprised me a little bit because um, most of the other girls, um, they didn't say that. Like most of them said other things like, you know, smart, funny, and, and maybe it's a little cliche. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like that's typically what you say. Um, but yeah, like I think out of the 10 girls or 11 girls that I asked only one or one and then you. So two, two said like godly and like spiritual for the men. Uh, four of them said it. And I only asked 10. So uh, to me, I was like, really, men are looking more for like godly spiritual women and women aren't, you mm -hmm. know, but again, again, it's a little different for you. Because you, you did say godly. So why do you think you, you said like godly or spiritual? The reason why I said that is because I feel like if someone is in tune or in touch with their spirituality, I think that everything else will follow. Like people say being honest and, you know, being supportive and uh, right. being maybe them being stable and all that stuff. I just think when someone is uh, spiritually in touch with God, whatever they believe, in, whatever their religion may be, then I think a lot of those other things about being honest and trustworthy, right. those things are going to be a given because most people that have a great relationship with God, a true relationship with right, God, right. they're going to, they're going to walk godly. So certain things, their, their souls are going to convict them for doing mm. certain things because if they are a true believer and they're a true follower of God, then certain things they wouldn't do based off their beliefs. Yeah. And I think, you kept hitting on that word truly because a lot of, you know, men and women, right. Yeah. They'll say like they're a Christian they're and they Christian. don't act like that. Yeah. And people then, think because they read the Bible and go to church, that makes them a Christian. Right. But that doesn't make you a Christian because you read the Bible, you know, scripture and you go to fellowship because a lot of times I've, I found that those are the worst people, mm, you know, <laughs> and and the reason why I say that is because people think that validates them and, and social media plays a big part and why people think that like everything is for show, but who you are when no one is looking is this truly who you are. Right. So I don't have to go around and say I'm a Christian. People are going to know I'm a Christian by my actions, not by my words. Mm. And I'm a true believer. I watch people all the time. So people don't have to never tell me, like, what's going on, how this person is. I can tell by people's mannerisms. I can tell by how they act and what they do, not what they say. I, I can care less what people say because people can say anything. But you, I always just be off their actions. Right. So 
them people going to church, it doesn't mean anything. Somebody reading the Bible doesn't mean anything. But if your actions doesn't say that I'm a believer, then to me, you're not a Christian. And so it it has to be shown through your actions. Like, for instance, you know, we work at Lexus, Mm -hmm. we work in sales. If, if I'm someone that's skating, meaning taking other people's clients, I can't say that I'm a true Christian because I should be, that should convict me. Like it's been times where people haven't contacted their clients in X amount of times, which by right, that's supposed to be my client, but my soul won't allow me to take that person client. So mm. I will give them the opportunity to say, you know what, Dorothy, you can go ahead and take, I haven't talked to that person because it's not that serious to me. Right. Like what's for me, I never miss anything because whatever is for me is going to be for me, whether I'm there today or tomorrow, it's going to be there for me no matter what. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not lying there. And it's funny, you mentioned, you know, that we worked at, we work at Lexus and stuff. Um, I feel like salespeople have like one of the worst reputations for being like, you know, yeah. Uh, what, what would you say that word is? Kind of like, um, just dirty, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like you know, liars, liars or whatever. Conniving. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'm not gonna lie, and some some are, but most not. Like I've been in a car business for mm-hmm. nine years, so I see the dirty ones. I seen the truthful one, but the thing is, when clients come into dealership. They already guard it right. because regardless, you sell new cars, used cars, where say your Hondas, Lexus, Mercedes, <laughs> they just look at you a used car person. They look, they have commercials about like, sell, you know, <laughs> yeah, sales people, yeah. how they, you know, get over it. But the fact of the matter is that what you perception is not reality to me, mm. because when people come into the dealership, they may automatically assume, oh, no one wants to help me because I'm black or I'm a woman mm. or no one wants to help me. But they don't understand that we respect each other as sales. Right. If I just took a client that just came in the door, I'm not going to hop up and, and take you. I may greet you, but I may not service you because I have to get my coworkers. Right. My coworkers may be on the phone. They may be responding to other clients' email. It, does, it doesn't mean that we don't want to help you. Now, I can see if you're there for an extended period of time. But a lot of times it doesn't work that way. People and and we work in luxury car sales, so we don't run our dealership like a Honda or a Chevy right. store to where we when clients on the lot, we go out and hop on them. Like we allow them to look around, come in the store and be treated accordingly. Like when I go to the store and go shopping, I don't like to be bothered. Like I I want to take my time, look yeah, around yeah. and then if I need assistance, yeah. I will go and get someone. Right, right. I don't want one walking on my heels and toes. I don't know what I want yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Give me so, a minute. Let me breathe. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what people think and what they think they see and what they know is not always the truth. But I also mean like more so in like the negotiation, which I'm going to defend, you know, us a little bit because yeah. I do think that like a lot of times like the customer comes in already knowing it's, they're going to negotiate. They're, they're going to like try to, you know, get over on like the the company or whatever. And so, but I think that that's where like most, mostly like they look at like salespeople as like, you know, liars or whatever. And like, you know, trying to get, get one over on you or whatever. So if I work in sales, my job is to make the most money for me, right? right. My job is to make the most money for the company. My, my job is not to make not to save you the most money. Right. My job is to make the because mo- I work on 100% commission. That's how I feed my family. It, does it mean that I'm lying to you because I'm charging you MSRP? No. 
I didn't make the price. Lexus right. did. Right. And I'm pretty sure you've done your research before you walked in the door. Right. I don't sell cars. I sell Dorothy. I sell service. I sell experience. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in, do you rather for me to, if you're going to haggle on pricing, then you can go to a dealership that, that, that does, does that. that. Yeah. We don't do that. You're buying a, a luxury item. Most people, they come into the car dealership and they expect for us to treat them like they're at a Honda store. But then when you go to Neiman Marcus or anything like that or Saks or the Louis Vuitton store, you know you're not going to negotiate. So when clients come into the dealership, I always say, do you, if they have a a designer bag or designer shoes, I say, well, did you go in Neiman Marcus and negotiate the price on offer? Well, I wouldn't. Is is that not retail? Do they not have markup? So you wouldn't so treat this as such. Right. You you like the fact that when you walk into Neiman Marcus, your salesperson say, you know, hey Mr. Anthony, we have this new you like that. You're paying for right. that service. What's the difference when you buy a luxury car? There's no, no difference. difference. Yeah. Sign right here. There's no difference. There's no difference. You know, it's just like when doctors come in and they want to negotiate. I will ask them, like, how much you charge for a normal visit? I charge, you know, $180. What if I came and say, you know what, Doc, I want to <laughs> see you, but I only want to pay you $130. Well, right. no, I, it's the same thing. What right. make you can say this is the price of your service, right. but I can't say this is the price of my service. Does that make me dishonest no. because I want to maximize my profit? That doesn't make me dishonest. That make me do what right. I was hired to do. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. And, and I think th- this is like, I don't know why, you know, we get that reputation in the car business or whatever. But at the end of the day, like that's – it's just business, right? Yeah, and it it's just makes business. Sense. And it makes yeah. sense, right, to, to work it that way. You mentioned also earlier that, like, well, off camera, that you don't just sell cars. You do other things. What what else do you do? Uh, you said my business? Or you said you do business, like other businesses. Yeah, like I have a hair stitching business. Oh. I have a financial company and a trucking man. business. Okay, man. So. You, you do a lot, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that. I, I thought you just, uh, you know, sold cars because you make you know, enough money just selling cars, but I guess that's not... What's enough money to you? I mean, 100K to me is, a, is like, you're sitting that's, pretty. That's scratched, the surf- that's scratched the surface. Man. You know, the thing is, um, it's not that I'm a money-hungry person, but when opportunities are endless, why stop where you're at? Mm. You know, I'm not a complacent person, never been a complacent person. So just because I make a decent living where I'm at doesn't mean that's where I'm going to finish. That's just a start. I would never die working for anyone. My thoughts, my ideals, my goals is not to make Park Place rich. My goal is to make Dorothy Robinson rich and to leave a legacy for my family. Mm. So if that's a stepping stone to get me to where I want to be, then that's what it is. But I I would never die working for anybody. Mm. I remember my one friend had asked, he had asked us a question, and he said, where's the, the most money in the world? And we all think like, oh, New York, Dubai, you know, you know, answering all these questions. And, you know, he said he said it's in the grave. Mm. Think about how many people had great ideas that they didn't even Mm. implement or try to achieve because they were so busy working for someone else. How many great ideas, how much knowledge just in the grave because people died not trying to achieve. I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. And and I think uh, I mean. A lot of people need to hear that. Like, literally, the biggest treasures, I, I think I've heard that before, that uh, are in the graves. Yeah. You know? Because people uh, aren't willing to, 
you know, see what they have inside of them, what kind of like ideas they have and, and they just settle. They settle for the nine to five, you know. Yeah. And, and they think, oh, okay, I make good money here. That's why well, I settle for good when you have great. <laughs> you know, on. I can I can make decent money, six figures, okay, that's decent money. But why not make try to make seven? Why not try to make eight? What what's stopping me from making yeah. seven, eight figures? What only me is stopping from yeah. that. Man. You know, we make the owner of Park Place seven, yeah. eight figures. Why would I die making someone else rich? Why would, I'm achieving their goal. That's his goal was to own a dealership. You know, and it's nothing wrong with it because we all have to start. And everybody has to be an employee of someone to start somewhere. Right. You know, and that's where some people get their ideas from. When they work for someone and they get an idea like, I want to do something different or I can do this. That's how they start their own businesses. What, where do you think you, you got that, though, like to like not want to settle? Because I feel like for a, a lot of us, we're fine with that, like nine to five and you know, we don't really like need more than like just, you know, like as long as I got a nice car, as long as I have like a, a home, like I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Where do you think you got that? Like, no, nah, I'm not satisfied. Um, I think it's come from where I come from. You know, I come from the uh, inner city in St. Louis and just sitting around, like looking around my environment, knowing that I wanted more than what I saw. Um, I went to inner city schools, predominantly black schools. It wasn't until I got to high school to where I started branching off and going to elite. Like, I was always, you know, tops of my class. So my, my teachers would nominate me to go to these different leadership conferences. Mm -hmm. And when I would go to the leadership conferences, it would be kids from, like, privileged schools or private schools. Mm -hmm. And I would be the only kid from inner, inner wow. city schools. So I started getting a glimpse at an early age Damn. outside of my community, like, this guy got this, you know, they do this, they do that. And then I went to the University of Missouri-Columbia, which is also a big school. So I went there, and it's like 35,000 students, and 8,000 of them were black. And we used to sit all together, and um, they called Brady, it's called, used to call the black hole, because that's where the black people <laughs> used to sit. You know, I mean, but it wasn't like prejudice or nothing. Right. But I'm just saying, you sit, and you're around the people that you're comfortable with. Right. I didn't want to be that person to just be comfortable with what I saw and what I, that was just right around me. That's the reason why I moved to Texas, because I wanted my daughter to see things other than what she see mm -hmm. that's directly in front of her. I want her to see the world. I want her to see a variety of different people because the world is just not black and white, and it's just not what you, what you can see around you. Yeah, w when you say inner city, do you mean like, was it like poverty? Was it like, Yeah, like poverty, like stuff like, like that. So like that it wasn't, so I, I asked that question because I think, you know, I don't want to get too like much into politics or whatever. But people yeah. would just say like, why don't like people just get out of that? Like, why why is it so hard to you know not get into crime and to like all, all these other kind well, of? Well, I didn't like, get things. into crime. No, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. you, but I'm just right. saying like, but you you were you were around like I, you must have been around it, or I don't know if yeah, if of that, course, if that, yeah, if of course. Like you know, people it. got killed and sold drugs and stuff like right, that. Right. But it's it's a to me it's a mindset. Right. You have to want to get out what you see. You have to work hard. Um, the resources are not always there. So if you're someone that's never exposed to something right. different, you are trapped into right. only the only thing that you know. Luckily for me, I was exposed to something different. Right. I have siblings that have never been places I've been, mm -hmm. never seen things that I've seen. So it doesn't mean that they have um, they have the resources to do so. Like, I'm appalled that some people don't have passports. Like, how you don't have a passport? Yeah. But 
why some people ain't never left out of the city of St. Right. Louis, let alone leave out the state of right. Missouri. Right, right. You know, so it's people are content with what they know. Mm. You have to want more. When you when you know better, you do better. But if you don't know nothing else, right. then what are you gonna do? You know, and I don't I feel like if anybody I'm not I know it's hard for some people, but I feel like that people can try harder and if they want it, they can get it. Well, you're, you're proof of it, right? I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, doing, yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. doing it, but that's, that's why like, so to me, that's why it's so like interesting because like you did it and you mentioned like you got glimpses of it, you know, and, um, like when, like at school or whatever, you got to go like leadership conferences or like yeah. stuff like that. And maybe that kind of gave you a glimpse of it, but it's just, it sounds like more people more often than not, like, you know, don't get out of it, you know, yeah. and, like they stay there and, you know, um, just get stuck in this like hole or whatever, like yeah. you, you want to like call it. And so it's just, um, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of like sympathize f- for some people because it's like you mentioned earlier, like it's not that easy for everybody. You yeah. Know, for some people, like they got to work two jobs. Some people like, you know, and and I say that even like while they're still in school, like even in like high school or whatever, they yeah. already have like a job or two yeah. to try to help their family yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I had friends when I was in middle school who parents were on drugs and, like she literally had four younger siblings and we were in middle school and she had to drop out of middle school to get a job to take her her younger siblings like you know she just recently got her high school diploma but she's a hairstylist she made good money now but i didn't even realize how bad like i just thought she was sick because she never used to come to school Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until we became older to she like really admit like i was embarrassed in my situation you know and and that situation is more happens more often than not and everyone you know everyone don't have the resources just like some people have learning disabilities so they Mm -hmm. can't do it it's not even it's not even the will they don't have the skill to do it so it's the the biggest thing is that looking for the resources and trying to find the resources so that you can excel and so that you can get out of your situation you don't have to stay complacent because that's what you see you have to want to do something different right and that's kind of what like i want to get to get at because like I'd hate for it to be like you were just the exception. You just happened to be like very bright, and that's how you got to like, go to those, like you know leadership conferences and stuff like that, and got those glimpses. You know, I'm sure also like uh, you know your family like put you in like positions to succeed, right? Where like you know they wouldn't like let you like stay out too late or just wh- whatever it was. You know, like oh don't don't be like doing all. Well, this. you know, like I am the youngest, so uh, my mom has three kids, my dad has seven. I'm the youngest on both okay. sides right so my siblings got in enough trouble enough mm. for me so by the time when they got to me it was just like no i'm not gonna do that. i'm not gonna do, i'm not gonna do that so they they showed me everything not to do because first of all i hate getting in trouble mm. i hate people talking okay. to me like i don't like like i like to do my own thing i always been like that i was, I was like they call me the boss baby because yeah. i'm the baby but i boss everybody around mm. so it's like I've always been a reader. Like I've always wanted to learn. I was always eager to do something different. Oh. So it wasn't, my mom didn't ne- never had to tell me do this and do that. I always did what I was supposed to do. Cause I didn't want her to say anything to me. That was, mm-hmm. that was it. I didn't want to get in trouble. So I just pretty much did when I went to school, I never got suspended. I never got in trouble. I, I got in trouble for talking. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I got in trouble for talking, but like I'll finish all my work and then I'll try to talk to my classmates and my teachers like, you know, Dorothy, let them do their work. And I'm like, that can have my answers, you know, just, but okay. I had older siblings that got into enough trouble so that, 
I saw what not to do. Mm -hmm. So my mom didn't have to really, she didn't really have to tell me or guide me or anything. And I've always been like my personality always have been a go-getter. So my mom didn't have to say, okay, well make sure you go to school. You do today. I've always was, okay, what's this for? Well, who's getting this? Or I'm the same way at work. Like you have to give me answers. So I go, when I want answers, if some don't seem right or somebody getting an opportunity, opportunity or if I see something, I'll go ask my teacher, well, what is about, what about this program? Like call them and see if I can go, you know, I've always been that, that type Mm. of person. Mm. So my mom never really had to, uh, Wary right. about me because I kind of took care of myself. Like yeah, I didn't no. say take care of myself. Like I like she right. didn't take care of me, but I'm just saying I always was a leader. So yeah. and I always made good decisions. So she didn't have to really worry about me. Yeah, no, um, that's uh interesting. I, I think um, you know sometimes I think it's like the the man above man. Just like sometimes yeah, just, he have his hands yeah, on yeah, for, like for yeah. real because for for that to like you know set you up uh to again to be like where you are like today and i mean i'm not gonna ask you how much you make or anything like that but like you seem to be pretty well off and <laughs> if you have all these like businesses and stuff like you know i didn't realize that again like you know i hate to say like you kind of like prejudge someone you but know? i wonder what you thought about me because yeah. you said i, I thought <laughs> i want because i remember we had this conversation at yeah. work and when i say when you said i kind of prejudge you and i said what well, i i didn't because yeah. i come from it doesn't matter who you are when you walk into a place. Mm-hmm. Like when I say those leadership conferences, yeah. people judge me like, who is she? Was she here? Like she must, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I know how that feels. So I don't judge anybody unless you do something like, oh, well, Sam did. Like he's this type of person. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard because I think it's like it's in our human nature to prejudge. Yeah. You know, um, of course. And in some ways it's, it's kind of helpful, right? If you see someone that's, you know, looking shady, you probably want to like avoid that person, you know? And so in some ways, like it is kind of helpful to profile people, but then it's almost like you got to balance it because sometimes you can completely get it wrong, you know, like, uh, but why do you feel like it's necessary to profile people? Because, because what you see is not always what it is. You're right. So it's like, until you know the details, then why would you assume that you know what's going on if you really don't know? Right. I mean, it, it's it's true. But I mean, you like in life, like you, you see patterns and it kind of helps you when you see patterns, you know? Yeah. If you see a, if you see a person constantly getting locked up, you can assume <laughs> that they are a bad person. Right. I mean, I right. mean, but I'm just saying. But if you I mean, let's just use the dealerships. That's where we work. Right. If you see someone having a conversation, uh, uh, conversation with someone else, yeah. you can't assume that. Let's say if I had a, a conversation with someone, you can't assume because I'm louder and more aggressive at that right. point. You can't assume that I'm the person that started it. But it may right. come out that way because I am the aggressor at this point. Right, right, right. But you may not know this person may have said something to me or did something to me, and now I'm defending myself. So the point is, is that until you know the facts, it's bad to prejudge anybody because things, yeah. when you see stuff, you can see stuff on the tail end and not get it sure. right. Sure. But I th- always think there's a flip side. So you, you're absolutely right. And you should never prejudge for the most part. But on a general, like, like in a general way, I feel like you kind of sh- – it's kind of necessary, like, for example, like with crime. I don't know if you watch any crime shows or not. <laughs> I don't barely watch TV. <laughs> okay. But, like, so, like, the FBI and, like, these people, like, that work in the, that industry, like, they have to profile people. And it's, like, beneficial. That's how they sometimes catch certain, like, whether it's a serial killer yeah, or whatever. I understand. Because, like, they make a profile. Like, okay, typically, you know, 
this type of like a person that would commit this crime is you know like this or whatever and it's helped them it's it's benefited them and i think it's kind of benefited us are you a detective (laughs) (laughs) i just want to know if you work undercover just let me know no 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 but but i mean uh, even like at work like i know you shouldn't like prejudge people but like and i I don't want to get into like the race thing but like yeah there's certain races where you understand like okay if he's hispanic they're less likely to buy they're just excuse me less likely to lease they Mm want to buy Mm -hmm. you know and so you already kind of know that up front like why are you going to waste your time trying to make them lease a car but do you know know, but do you know why like so Uh like like people say that but because of education do you know people Mm -hmm. typically do what they're most comfortable with doing so until you educate them as to why leasing is a good benefit they don't know but maybe in their community everybody just buy oh because you can't own anything you can't but then when you present it okay when you lease do you have a business putting your business name right as tax right you pretty much drive the car people don't know that so until they're educated but some people don't feel comfortable talking to a certain group of people because they don't want to feel less they don't want to feel intimidated by their knowledge so they're going to come and say oh i'm just going to buy i want to own my cars but you it's a defense mechanism because they don't understand they don't want you to know that they have a lack of knowledge and they don't feel strong enough to allow mm-hmm. this type of person to educate them on it so right. if if you was a salesperson a Spanish person came in they may allow you to explain to them versus a white man right. you see what i'm saying right, right. so the thing is a lot of times it comes from lack of knowledge mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they don't know because just like we have different clientele to come in people say oh this person's not gonna buy product this person and then i t- talk to them about product and they're like you got this person to buy products yeah. yeah because i sold them the benefit but it's a lot of times People don't not know. It's the lack of education. Sure. So, and and I understand, like, sometimes we all do it. We all prejudge or say, oh, this person's not going to buy. But I don't do that when it comes to sales because I'll sell anybody anything. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly you don't. And I guess it's working for you. But I just. But, uh, I, but I completely understand what you're saying because yeah. a lot of people do do that. Right. But I'm, per- I'm going to be personally honest with you i never do that wow. i never do that because anytime i walk in a dealership i i automatically assume that they're gonna buy a car or they can buy a car because i don't go anywhere <laughs> unless i'm buying something right. or i have intentions on buying right. something right. because in my mind i think why would this person waste their time right. if they can't buy or and sometimes People need motivation, right? And it's okay for giving people that motivation. Like, if I'm just graduating from high school, I mean, not high school, but college, and I'm getting my first job, and I know I want a luxury car, I may want to go in a dealership and just price, just see, like, okay, when I get my first, you know, this is the car I'm going to buy. It's okay to give people that hope. And just because they're not buying right now doesn't mean they would never buy from you. But you take that opportunity away from them and that experience when you treat them less than because they're not buying right now. No, you're right. Because if that kid came by, that kid may say, I walked in the ship, Dorothy helped me, and then their parent come back and buy a car from you. It has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. So I treat everyone like, I know it's cliche, but I treat everyone like I want to be treated or how yeah. I want my parents to be treated or my child to be treated. Yeah. Now that's scripture. That's the golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> treat everyone like you want to be treated. I know you're always talking about relationships, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we're going to get like back into it. I know you asked me like what, what, um, you, what was my uh, judgment of you, yeah. like how I prejudge you. And I'll get to that like here in a second. No, right, you brought it up, so just get okay. To I'll it. get to it. All right. So, um, I just thought like you had like a strong personality, just just you know, um, and just like you're about your business and you get what you want like done. Which so far like it seems like I was like pretty, pretty much right. Um, but you know, in talking to you, um, 
No, that's not because you said I completely yeah. misjudged you, so you're not telling the truth. The whole truth. <laughs> you tell the whole truth. I'm telling. Uh, uh, no, some no, of you it. said no. Tell. I mean, because that's the only way that we're gonna, you know, sure. let's be blunt with me. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna be offended because it's not. It's probably not something I never heard before. Right. So just be honest, like what you thought, well, because when you said I totally misjudge you, so just tell me what you thought. Well, not not necessarily misjudge you. If I said that, that's, that's not what I meant. Like, okay. I, I mean, in some ways, like one of the things I misjudge, and I talked about this with you off the air mm-hmm. and not not today it was uh, earlier but you know how you said that like you would date a nice guy oh and I, yeah and i said like no like no you wouldn't but you said like it's yeah that, that you that's would. not it's my just, preference that's it you said you would but but i i also think that a lot of like girls say that that they want a nice guy but they call those guys friends like they don't like but you know i never to them but the thing is, because I'm strong, because I've always had to be strong, right. because I've always had to be that person to go after what I want, people, men are intimidated by that. They don't right. approach me. Like, the nice, sweet guys do not right. approach right. me. Right. So it's not like that I don't want those guys. Right. They just, like, she's strong. She's Because guys at work even said that to me. Right. But I speak to everybody. I say hi, I walk past. Yeah. But they like, you just always look so focused. I am. I'm at right. work. I'm yeah. trying to make money, you know. Right. Right. But I don't disregard anybody because you are the detail guy, because you're the service clerk. I don't disregard anybody. Mm. I speak to anybody that I'm, I walk past. But the point is, is that my demeanor says that she's strong. Right. She maybe have an attitude or she it's not that it's that anytime that i'm i'm walking most of the time i'm in thought i have a hundred things going in my head i'm a parent i'm a business owner i'm an employee i have my family back home you know it's i I have a i'm thinking about a hundred things i have clients that call text email i'm always doing something just focus i'm just focused but when you focus you you might look like you're mad yeah i I may not have a smile on my face but as soon as you say if i'm walking and my phone is in my hand i'm focused but if you say dorothy i'm gonna look up and i'm gonna smile right 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 because I'm focused, but that don't take my focus, meaning that I have an attitude right. because I've never had an attitude with you. No. Or I, you know, right, but I'm not saying I'm not saying this to you per se. Oh, but okay. I'm just saying okay. I've never had an attitude with anyone there. Mm. So the point is, is that people have to understand that's the prejudging. Right. People have to understand it's not personal. If I'm if you if you say, hey, Dorothy, when I walk past your office, I speak to every I call right. everyone by name. Hi, Dylan. Hi, James. You know, I speak yeah. to every last one of y'all. <laughs> yeah. And so the point is, is that those type of men, the really nice guys don't approach me because they've seen me. If I'm not in conversation, if I'm not doing it, I'm focused on something else. So I'm not going to have this. You know how weird this will look if I'm walking around, I'm focusing. I'm just like, <laughs> they like she's on drugs. All then right. I'm have to take a drug test at work. Right. But the point is, is that those type of guys don't approach me because of what they think. I prefer a nice, sweet guy. I really do. I don't want the tough guy. I want the guy that a cry. I want the guy that you said I'm. I'm I, like I'm 100 honest yeah. with you. I've had guys that's mean. I don't like mean people. Yeah. I do not like mean people at all. I think they are bullies. I don't want to talk to anybody that's mean, that's have an attitude, that have to be strong all the time because I had to be strong all the time. I want someone that I can be soft with and someone can be soft with me. I'm not looking for someone that's just walking around, got their chest all poked out. I don't need that. Like, I need you to be strong Mm. enough to be a leader of our family, but soft enough to know that you're someone I can depend on. You're someone that can open up to me and I can open up to and not make me feel like, oh, you just been a drama queen because I had a bad day. I want you to be – I want the guy – that hugs me and right. send me, you know, roses to work and stuff like that. I don't want nobody just sitting around and just like, okay, you know, <laughs> stop, you know. <laughs> All right. 
so I I got a couple questions for you though. So so you're telling me you've never had a nice guy come what? up to you like never like because I'm sure like maybe even like in high school or something like that like maybe now it's a little different because it's harder to like maybe approach you but in high school I'm sure like some nice guy had to like come up to you and be like no 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 I always say hey, my boyfriend let me tell you my I've always had like long term relationships my boyfriend in high school was not. Uh, he was not the nice guy. I can show you a picture of him now. He was like, he was the, he was a mean guy, right. but he was like, he was, he was consistent and persistent with getting me. And so he was a street guy, I can right. say, because we went to the end. So he was a street guy. And so once I started dating him, when no one talked to me because everyone was scared, right, right, was afraid right. of okay. him. Okay. And so I talked to him all the way until college. Mm -hmm. And then, when I got out of co when I got out of college, I met my well, I was I met my daughter's father in high school as well. I met him at a leadership conference when we were at school. Oh, Christian so, man! <laughs> no, it wasn't a it wasn't a Christian leadership conference. It was okay, just okay. like a college leadership okay, conference. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So he All and right. I started back talking, but I had already knew him. We met. It, it was just on some goofy type. We was there, you know. That's just we actually met at Mizzou at a leadership conference at Mizzou, and so I had then knew him. But most of the guys I meet, they're not like that nice, sweet guy. They remind mm. me of my my brothers, and my brothers are never nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like mm. I had it, not that they like horrible to me, but they just not that sweet and such. Like they always because the thing is what you have to understand, Sam. When you come from a different type of background, mm. being sweet and nice is not masculine. That's what most people right. think it's not masculine. And to me, I don't think somebody being walking around with their chest poked out makes them masculine you know i just need you to be sure of yourself right i need you to be sure as being a leader being a leader to me is more important than you walking around with your chest. like that doesn't mean anything to me me knowing that i have security in our relationship that you're faithful in our relationship that you're faithful with your walk with god those things are what's important to me i don't care nothing about you walking around here acting all tough right. like I don't need you yeah. fighting nobody for me. <laughs> I got brothers. That's all they do that can do that. I don't need you to do that. I don't want my boyfriend to be all scratched up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So just as long as they're confident, you know, sure, like in themselves. But I, I guess it just kind of takes a, a certain, you know, type of man to, you know, approach. I don't know. Like maybe that's why the some men have more luck is because they're just more assertive and they just yeah. they take chances more, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, but but I, I'm not gonna talk to you. Like you yeah. seem like a nice sweet guy, but I'm not gonna say, "Hey Sam, yeah. I'm interested." Like no, I definitely believe the man is supposed to court right. the the woman. So I would never, even if I'm interested in a guy, I would never tell him that. Mm. I would never tell him that. Right. Because I just feel like the natural thing is for a man to approach right. the woman. So you're traditional. In, yeah, in, in, of in, course. In yeah, okay. I would never yeah. ask a man out or anything like right. that. Like, I don't mind paying, though. Right. Like, if we go out and we date a couple mm -hmm. times and, okay. like, I will pay sometimes him because I don't feel like the man should have to always foot the bill. Right. Now, the first couple of days, you definitely pay. I was going to ask that. The like, what about the first days, one? <laughs> the first couple of days, you, probably the first three, you definitely going to yeah. pay. Right. Then, then, then the fourth one, I'll pay. You're like, because I, it's not about the money to me. Because you just got to make sure he has a job. Well, job or entrepreneur, like I'm not taking care of nobody's son. Like <laughs> let's let's get that straight. But 
But the thing is with me, I'm confident in myself and I know that any man that I'm with, mm-hmm. I'm, he, he's going to elevate no matter what because of who I am. So even if he's not assured with himself, I'm going to make him assured. Mm. I'm going to make him better because that's who I am. Right. I'm going to pull everything out of him right. to make him know that you're the best. And you need to pull everything out yourself to make sure that you that you give the world everything that you have to offer. So would you date a, a guy that uh, makes less than you? Yeah. Mm, I, I definitely know. will. You would? Okay. Yeah, I definitely but, would date a guy because... Once we start talking, and, and well, I'm not going to build up any man anymore, but I'm just saying, like, once we get married, we're, yeah. we're a team. Right. So if as long as you have a brain yeah. and you're not lazy, no, right. seriously, because laziness is a thing. Right. You know, if you're lazy, I can't do anything with you because I mean, right. you're not going to do anything. <laughs> but as long as you're willing to work, right. we're going to make the, we're going to get okay. it together. We're going to okay. be the team. Yeah. I just, like, have this, like, idea and maybe just because i've seen it or maybe i listen to the show that talks about women never date down they always date up and so they're not gonna date a man that makes less than them but do you know sam men that makes less than me never approach me i never have a problem with dating a man that's that's kind of well off because like one one of my friends had told me he's like your demeanor don't says i'm gonna talk to you like people that make less than me i never i never have a problem as i've been an adult with attracting a man that's kind of well off or that's an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. they make like just as much as me, if not more than me, because the guys that make less than me, they don't approach me because I guess they feel intimidated. Right, like right. she's not oh, going to talk sure. to me, and I'm just like, how, like what? What am I supposed to do? Like yeah. I'm, I'm just, I want a loving man. It's not about what he make as long as he's not lazy right. and he's willing to go after. We we good to go because okay. sometimes people need that extra push. Sometimes people don't even know where to start, and right. it's show, as long as you open up the gates and show them where to start. They full throttle, you know, but right. they have to have the opportunity. Right, right. It's just like people that work in sales, right? They go, they go from valet, like, they, excuse me, they go from valet, and then they work their way up in a dep- in, at the dealership, and then they become an assistant. They eventually go to the sales floor. Right. Like, they were making, what, $12. Now, a lot of them making six figures, yeah. working their way up because somebody gave them that opportunity. Right. So, a lot of times, people just need the opportunity so that they can excel. Right. That's all, that's it. And then maybe they need like a little push, maybe yeah. somebody to believe in them and or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like so okay, all right. Well, you're kind of like disproving a lot of my like theories <laughs> and stuff. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I still kind of stand stand firm with some of them. Like, I just think that like, I maybe just dating is just hard. I guess you know for like, it is for for men and for women. You know, but I think um, I think that men want traditional women and women want traditional men, but I think society right now is trying to like um, almost get rid of like gender roles, you know, kind of thing. I don't think, I don't think that men want traditional women. You don't think so? No. Well, I know I do. You're probably one, you're probably one in the million. So we're, we're, we're exceptions, Uh, right? I'm an exception. (laughs) It sounds like you're an exception. Yeah. So maybe we should start. No, I'm just joking. No, but go ahead. So why why would you say that? I don't think so because this is, this is the reason why I say that, right? The reason why I don't think that men want traditional women because society doesn't tell them that women are tra- like or acceptable mm. being traditional, right? Okay. With their bodies, right. with the way that they are, like you know, back in the day, like I don't like I'm gonna say for me, okay. for me, I don't have a problem with going half on bills. I don't have, but I know men that 
well, it's like totally out of the question if the woman don't pay. But the problem is traditionally the the man is supposed to provide for the household. Right. The woman's supposed to take care of the household. Now the woman is just as responsible as the financial part of the household and taking care of all the things in the household, right. the grocery shopping, the laundry, the kids, mm-hmm. which I saw a new segment that says if they pay someone to do all the things that a, a housewife does, it's like over $100,000, right? So the thing is with me, I, I have one child. My daughter's about to be in high school. I don't care to do everything because I'm a type of person. We got to get done. I don't care who do it. Let's just get it done. Right, right. Whoever's available to get it done. But when I say non-traditional, it's because most people, the society tell, tell them, men, that being with a traditional woman is not it. And they like to be with multiple women. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Like, I think that women have the hardest time. And I'm just going to say from my, myself yeah. and friends, we Go have on. the hardest time finding good men because we have to measure up to the, the women that's in the magazine. And mm-hmm. they want you to do this and they want you to do that. And they want you to be. And I don't have a problem with this because I do. I am kind of I am financially stable so I don't have a problem with the finance piece financial piece Mm -hmm. but they want you to provide everything that they supposed to provide so that's not traditional the traditional thing is for the man to be the leader and to be the the person to handle the finances but the man don't want to do that anymore they saying if I'm going you need to pay too and I don't have a problem with doing it but that's the tradition that's how it's supposed to be but society is making tradition obsolete when it comes to everything Right. With everything. And so some you get some people that still like myself. I consider myself old school. I like flowers. I like to be loved. I like hugs and kisses, you know. Okay. But when it comes to the financial piece, I don't have a problem with paying for anything. But what about like opening the door? Like, is that a real thing? Do girls really still like that? Or I always think that that, that girls think that that's corny. But like. No, I still think that no, I, don't, I don't think it's corny. My my ex-boyfriend always opened up the door for me. He okay. wouldn't even let me touch the door. So mm. I I mean. But so I agree with you with the whole society ruining, like, I guess the dating market now. Yeah. Because I do think that men do want traditional women. And I don't think, like, for me, like, I, I wouldn't, like, I I would like to be the one that, like, pays for, like, everything. I don't necessarily need the girl to, like, well, I wouldn't mind for her to help. But I wouldn't <laughs> want her to, like, like, ca- like carry the whole household. You know, I think for men, I'm not hard paying a mortgage. I could pay everything. <laughs> yeah. I think I think for men, like like we understand that our money is our money and their money, like the girls' money, and then the girls' money is like their money. Like I think that we understand that, or at least a lot of us do. I don't know if there's some yeah, of the guys that you talk to. I don't feel like that though. No? Like I, when I'm in a relationship, I don't look at it like, oh, it's my money or your money or anything like that. But and I know that's how it's supposed to be when you're in a marriage. Right. And I've never been married before, but um, when if things like me and my ex, when things have to be paid for or done, whoever can get to it for that's who do it, right? right? So it wasn't like if we go on vacation, he may pay for the flights, I might pay for the hotel. It don't matter who birthday it is, what anniversary it is. We just we just got stuff done because we both you know we both work. It's not that I expect for my man or husband to do everything, but I would like to know that he can handle mm-hmm. it if he has to be. And I, and I'm the type of woman that if I'm with someone. I want to be able to handle if he can't do it. I want him to have the confidence knowing that if he ever got laid off from his mm-hmm. job, that I will I will be able to handle the household as well. Right. That's always been how I my, – and my mom and my, my parents wasn't like that. My dad took care of everything. My dad took care of the grocery shopping. Like when my dad passed, my mom didn't even know what to do at the grocery store because mm-hmm. my dad used to go and do everything he cooked, and she was just so spoiled with that. And so I never wanted to be the person that if my husband passed away – 
not be able to sustain in life because I was so spoiled by the things. So it, it's a good feeling to know that your husband take care of you. But I always like to be person take care of myself so I didn't have to depend on anyone. And I also wanted to be um, not a, a dependent for my husband because, I mean, and I, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but I feel like some women now, they want to be a dependent right. for their husband. And I don't think that that's fair, necessarily fair to the man to always have to be the person to – dish out the money. Right. But what I'm saying, if I, if I'm with you and I, and, and in the event that I can't work or if I have a child, you shouldn't be upset with me because I can't help financially. Right. But I just think a lot of men these days, they don't see it that way. They want you to help no matter what. No, I don't think that's right. And you don't the, think so? Yeah. Don't, Do you, well, no, I'm saying, oh. no, 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 I'm saying, I, I, <laughs> I what like, I'm saying like, is go to social media, go to shape room. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm saying that those men are not right. Like yeah. they, they, they got the wrong idea. Like, and I don't know where these men are getting these ideas from, but yeah, that, that shouldn't be, that's not right. Those are the men with their chest out. That's right. why I want to stop okay. men like this. Okay. Say, no, okay. I want you to relax yeah. and stuff like that. So it's, it's def it's definitely hard. The roles have definitely reversed in today's culture as women are becoming the more, the, becoming the breadwinners. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not because we wanted to, it's because we've been put in a position that we have to. So many men, like, I can just speak from the African-American community. Mm -hmm. So many men leave their families and leave their, you know, their baby mamas or wives as single parents. So what do you have to do as a parent to provide for your kids? You got to do what you have to do. Sometimes right. that means going to school, working two jobs, and to make sure your kids have the best life. So when you become to a point in your life where you went through all the struggle, can't nobody tell me nothing. Like right. you, you can't come. Not that I'm just going to shut a, a good guy out, but if I work my blood, sweat and tears to get to this point in life, can no one come in and direct traffic, you know? Mm. So you become kind of a uh, hardened because you know what it felt like to be left by yourself. So like, I rarely let people do anything for me because I know it, like, I feel like it won't last. Like even today, like my client, I was delivering a car. He was like, I'll put the place on for you. I'm like, no, you don't have to, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like this is not gonna let, and, and, and maybe that's not a good way for me to be, but if I feel like stuff is not going to last, I don't want to get used to having something mm. I'm not going to have. So it's just like, you're not going to come here every day and put on place for me. So <laughs> I just, you know, and, and right. maybe I should allow people to do yeah. it. But but you know that, but you know that though, like you, you, you yeah. see that, that maybe like, but that's like vulnerability, right? Yeah. So, so I get that. And, yeah. and it's got to be the right person. Yeah. Right, if you're going to do that for them. But I, so I'm going to get a little bit away from the, the uh, financial yeah. and now like, but still stay with like gender roles. So here's one that I want to see where, where you where, how you feel about this and where you're coming from. One of the things that I think that like um, I think society is starting to like ruin is this feminist movement. I don't like I don't want to get political, but, yeah. but but hold on, like hear me out here. So by that, what I mean is like they they try to do this or sell this idea that men and women are equal, and like you know maybe financially now like that's starting to like um kind of like look like yeah because now women are making the same if not more than men um but wh what i when i mean it more in is in the dating market where like men i think traditionally what they're looking for is a submissive woman but now like it's it's hard to find submissive women because like um society is telling them like oh no you shouldn't submit you know to your man what you should do is like you know um it, sh it should be equal like you know both of you should have a say both of you should and so i don't know like so is that a, is that word a turn off like or, or how, how do so you feel about that so this is the thing right yeah um let me say this 
I don't have a problem with submitting. Mm -hmm. I've submitted before, but Mm -hmm. my mistake was submitting to someone that wasn't my husband. So the problem is, is that, and I'll speak from both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Submitting to the wrong person make gives you heartbreak because and it makes you not necessarily bitter but it makes it it makes you feel like this is not something i want to do and i know the mistake that i made was submitting to someone because you're only supposed to submit to your husband and technically that's the truth right but in relationships women we always want you instantly go into sales mode when you meet a guy like trying to sell yourself and when i say sell yourself that's the you you cooking for right, him. Right. You, hey babe you're going up to his job you're doing yeah. all these things but so many women have been burned by that to the point where they submitted to a guy and they was cheated on by the guy or the guy left him for someone that don't do any of it right so it's like the heck with me submitting. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like when I did all that, when I jumped through the loops and hoops, right. it didn't get me anywhere. So now I'm not doing any of that. I'm not going to submit. And I'm going to honestly say, I'm not doing anything. I'm a cooker. I'm a cleaner. I wish I would do your laundry. I wish I could, unless you're my husband. Right. Because that's where we go wrong. Because when, like my family is from the South. So we grew up traditionally like we supposed to take care of our men. Right. So whether you're my husband, boyfriend or not, like I, it wasn't instilled in me to only take care of my husband. It, mm-hmm. Is this your man? You, this is the thing you're supposed to do as a woman. So like my boyfriend, he never touched his plate. He never did any of that. When he wanted to eat, I cooked his dinner. Rather, I came home from work because he's a, he was an entrepreneur. So it wasn't that he had to do anything. Like I was taught to serve him. Right. So that's what I always did. He If he was hungry, I fixed his plate. If he wanted refills or, you know, I would refill his drink, whatever. When he was finished eating, I'd take his plate, put it Dang. in the kitchen. Like okay. I... I did all of those things. Like anytime he's having a bad day, I pray for him. I pray with him. I may send him stuff to his office, anything to make him feel good. You know what I mean? That's submitting. But I did it wrong because I submitted to someone that wasn't my husband. So I don't have a problem with submitting. I just think that we women has been have been burned so many times by Mm. doing that and left without anything that we're fed up. Like right. I'm not doing that no more. Right. I, me, me doing all that didn't get me anywhere. But now the lady that doesn't do any of that, she has the ring. Nah, not always. Not most of the time. I'm you telling you, so? you, if you do a poll as to how many women have submitted or been in relationships to where they've been burned, that that's the reason why they're not going to do it anymore. I don't know. I and, just, and, men, and men want okay. a woman to submit, but y'all don't submit. Submit to, to, oh, to, a, to woman. a woman? Yeah, you're supposed to. You're su- when mm, I say submit, I'm okay. not saying, okay, so this this is the song. When I say submit to your woman, okay. meaning that you're supposed to be readily available for her. When I say emotionally stable, remember right. I, I right. said that in one of my uh, response. Women, are, we all know women are more emotional than men, naturally, right. Right? right? So if I'm having a bad day, I'm not having a bad day every day. But if I'm having a bad day, you know, tune in with me. Right. I shouldn't have to say, Sam, I'm having a bad right. day. Ask me this. Ask me how my day right. was. You should naturally pick up on that. You should submit your feelings to your your woman at that moment because she emotionally need you. Right. But most men do not do that. They just brush it off. Oh, it's the first thing y'all say, it's going to be okay. You'll get over it. That's not because most men are not trained to be that right. way, to be, that, be in tune with yeah. their woman. So when I say submit, I'm not saying act like a woman right. but you're supposed to give her the things that she needs from the right. opposite right, sex sure. because at the end of the day if i gotta call my sister and my friend for everything what i need you for right yeah no but but 
But so like the Bible says, like, so the, the woman's supposed to submit and the man is supposed to. As your give wife his, and her husband and wife, not boyfriend and girlfriend. Right, 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 right. Excuse yeah. me. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, to, to his wife uh, or the the woman is supposed to submit to her husband and then the man is supposed to um, give his life for his wife. In other words, like life, like yeah. love her, you know, yeah. in other words. So so you're right, you know, but I use that word submit because I feel like that word submit just turns off a lot of women like, oh, no, like, you know, like I'm not going to be nobody's like, you know, pantry or something like or just But you but, you know, I think a lot of women feel like that because they haven't seen a successful marriage. And when they right. hear the word submit, it just ma- it, it automatically makes them think like I just got to be their slave, do whatever they right. tell me to do. That's the word. And that's it's like it's it's un- not being educated. Right. Right. It's not being educated. And when you know better, you do better. Like if you've never seen a successful marriage, you've never been around anyone that's married and no one ever explained to you what mm-hmm. that means, then you're going to automatically think when people say submit, you automatically think that I got to do whatever they tell me to do. Right. And which, but no, not, if, if yeah. no one ed- ever educates you, right. then that's going to be, that's not being educated about a relationship. However, most of these people are not married. So submitting shouldn't even come out your mouth if that's not your (laughs) wife because she don't owe you submission, you know? So at the end of the day, men want women these days to act like a wife that they're not married to. And that's the problem that we run into all the time. Men want women to act like a wife and she just barely his girlfriend because he probably have multiple. (laughs) And the thing is a man, a girl, we want, so we want, we want the, the benefits of having commitment without the commitment. So you want me to jump through loops and hoops yeah. as your girlfriend or somebody you're hanging out with yeah. or chilling with Netflix and whatever it is. Right. You want me to act like mm-hmm. that, but you totally not in tune with anything that's going on with me. Right, right. No, that's no. not, that's a one-sided relationship. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, and in the Bible, you're technically single until you're married. So mm-hmm. we all, women, we, when we get in relationships, we like we feel like, oh, this is the person I'm with. But men live by that. They yeah. live they live by it. Even though you're in a relationship, they do whatever they want because then they'll say, well, technically, I'm single until I'm married, mm-hmm. so they act as such. But women, when we're 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 always taught like when you're in a relationship, you're supposed to put your best foot forward because that's how you get your husband. But then men are taught the complete opposite. Well, you you know do whatever you want to do until you get well, married. So- society, but not not like biblically, like biblically, yeah, like, biblically, you know, yeah. But biblically, we we are like taught the right way, like you're supposed to like respect the woman right and, and that's why i said that i want a guy that's economy. yeah that that's why yeah. i said i don't want him just act like right. that he ain't, but really you right. know believe and act like a believer because those things will follow if he's truly into the word he's not just going to say that his, right. his his actions are going to follow accordingly so i'm not going to have a problem with him acting like he's going to marry me or treating me this certain kind of way because if he truly is walking or following the word those issues I'm not going to have right. him being trustworthy and honest and faithful. Those things you're, you're not going to have issues with. Right. And that's why for me on, on the flip side, I want like a godly woman because I feel like she's going to be submissive, you know, and not that I need like submissive when submissive Sam. when I'm married, when I'm married, but, <laughs> but in like, I just mean, so part of it too is like, so when I say submissive, I mean, like, even in the dating phase, I'm not saying like she has to do what I say to do, but I just mean like, that's not going to constantly challenge everything that I like, that I, I'm talking about, you know, or whatever, or that has like a, a dominant, like, I, I don't think any man wants to be like dominated. Yeah, you know? I think no, the, of the, course. the man wants to feel like he's going to be leading, you know, and I understand that like people, there's a spectrum and some women are just happen to have a stronger personality or whatever. And maybe there's just have a dominant personality, whatever it is. So I understand that. But, you know, I think 
women also have to understand that the, the man has like the man wants to feel like they're in control you know that they're, they're their leaders and i think that women look for leaders that they're not really looking for a beta they're not looking yeah. for someone to follow i mean excuse me for someone to lead women usually like they understand like they want like a leader and so it's just it's just that like for me like w in, in the dating process like that's that's kind of one of the things that i'm like looking at is is this woman like the type of woman that's just always going to challenge everything that i say that like you know sh she's the one that's going to want to like lead or whatever and this, if that's the case then i'm like yeah that's a turn off like that's a no for me so so basically you you want the lady that you're dating to give you like a glimpse of what it will be like if right. you're married to her right so so when you say you don't want her to challenge everything you say so i just want to understand right so say for instance if you say um i want to go here for like mexico for vacation and she said she want to go somewhere else did you take that as a challenge or no. like what do you take as a challenge so like if it's all the time or if it's just it seems like you know, I can't win an argument or, or like I can't like. But like what? Like, for instance, like what yeah. is a what is a challenge to you? Yes. Yeah, because so, some some yeah. some men, I'm going to say some men think when a woman disagree or want something different than what they right. want, that's a challenge. Yeah. Um. So like, I mean, simple, just some simple. It's like we're going, let's get something to eat. And you say, I want Chick-fil-A. That's how we Burger King. Well, we had Burger <laughs> King last night. I want Chick-fil-A today. Right. You know, some men take that as a challenge. Yeah. And to me, that's like petty. I'm a person. And I don't know if I'm, I have a national attitude, but I really don't care about a right. lot of things. Right. So, like, I don't care where we go on vacation. I, like, a lot of times I just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm my mind is so set on achieving my personal goals that I completely become, and I don't, I don't even know if that's me being submissive. It's just that I don't care. Right. So it's like it may come off as me being submissive by letting you have your way, but if it's something I don't care about, I don't care. You can't right. make me care. You know right. what I mean? It doesn't right. make me care. So it may come off me being submissive, but a lot of things, like I said, it doesn't bother me. If I, if I know that I don't have any, um, if it doesn't have any value to me or right. to our relationship, it's like whatever. Right. Yeah. The small stuff, like usually, well, actually the small stuff end up becoming big stuff, but, um, yeah, I don't really necessarily mean that the, the small stuff, I really mean like, like the big stuff where it just becomes like everything. I think men just don't want to have to like, come home like they can already see like later on like once they get married like they're gonna come home and it's just to argue you know and mm -hmm. it's like understanding that like you know you know when we come home like as men like if we worked all day or whatever we don't want to like come home to like you know someone that's just looking to fight you know or whatever yeah. so i don't know like i think that's mainly kind of like what, what i'm talking about like i think in a relationship like between a man and a woman like you know of course we're going to listen to a woman's counsel. Like women have like a different perspective. Yeah. And a lot of times women might be a little more mature or smarter, or whatever. Like <laughs> that's okay, yeah. a little bit more. We know. I, it. I, <laughs> so, but, but at the end of the day though, like someone has to like make the final decision. And I think, um, you know, some women, because of how like men have become betas, like they feel like, they have to like make that final decision themselves or whatever, or like that they know better. And sometimes y'all might, but it's just like understanding like, okay, even if you know better, like, can you trust me to make the wrong decision? You know, like, and, and like live with it, you know? And it's like, cause then I have to like, I have to understand and learn from it or whatever, yeah. but, but I still want to have the confidence to know that like, you're going to like, you know, um, live and die with the decision that I made cause I'm leading, you know? So whether it's right or wrong, like, you know, can I like feel like you're going to like, you know, follow me or whatever. 
Right. And I understand that. I think it comes with maturity and experience. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes, like, I think you're, like, in your early 20s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm more going to go with that. Okay. I'm, I'm, playing. I'm almost 32. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it, well, anyway, well, the thing is, it's like when people have to go through experiences in life, right? So experiences makes you wise it, it mm-hmm. makes you if you don't if you never go through different relationships and different ups and downs in life you won't have the knowledge to deal with stuff right so sometimes some people don't have the experience to do certain things like you have some women that their dad has taken care of them their, their entire mm-hmm. life so when they decide to move out they don't know how to pay bills and i do this and do that so when they become married to a man it's like these are basic things that you should know right, yeah. but because these things that you always have been taken care of and i think that a lot of times when parents treat their kids like that they're setting them up for failure because they're not making them productive citizens because anytime you make someone dependent codependent on someone else is they're going to always be lost if that person leaves you know um but i completely agree with you no person especially a man wants to feel challenged all the time um but if you have a pattern, like we talked about patterns earlier, yeah, yeah. you have a patterns of messing up <laughs> and making bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to take the road. But sometimes right. when I say comes with age and wisdom and experience, you have to allow the man to fail right. for him to listen that, to you. you know? Because I know it's been plenty of times I've told my ex like certain things and I'll just sit back and I'll get quiet. And I'm like, okay, we'll do whatever you, you yeah. want to do. And then when he fail, He'll say, and not saying that I'm wanting him or hoping for him to fail, but some like women are more intuitive with things, right? We have a woman's intuition. So we feel things, we see things, we're very observant. Men are naturally naive. So they don't. (laughs) I'm going to take that. (laughs) But but what I'm saying is that when we see stuff or people around and and we, and we're possessive, like even you may be my man, I'm still like a a mama bear. So I'm always want to protect you. So I may see something around you that you don't see. And I'm trying to protect you from it. But because you want to capitalize on an opportunity, you can't see the bad around you because you only think right. that you that you know best and when you you go for that goal or whatever the opportunity is and it doesn't work out the way you and then i tell you and i'm not i'm, I'm never that person to say i told, I told you, you so yeah. i'm not that person because i don't believe in kicking people when they down right. but most of the time men will come and say you were right and you yeah. have to allow them to say that because to me that builds trust yeah. because then they they start to value your opinion more yeah. because of the fact like she do, you know, she do be right. Right. You know, so that's what, so uh, I think a lot of times women have to give men the opportunity to Thank fail yeah. so they can build the trust yep. with them. And then they start leaning more on their knowledge and their, um, their knowledge and their opinion when it comes to life lessons or yeah. opportunities, because they know that she saw this before it happened, but you just got to allow them to fall and bump their head like yeah. kids you yeah. know <laughs> like, <laughs> like really they want to keep climbing yeah. on stuff and i'll let them fall yeah. when they fall and you know not to get back up there you know just right. that's just how it is right but i love that you said that because it's so true i think for us it's that it's it's uh, like knowing that that you guys um are willing to give us the opportunity to fail you know because i think sometimes like we may feel like that 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 we don't have the opportunity to fail because you know Y'all are already waiting for us to fail so I can be like, oh, I told you so, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, if we can have the confidence to know, like, okay, like, even if I get this wrong, like, she's with me, you yeah. know, then, like, okay, like you said, 
um, now maybe I, I have like, okay, I need to like listen to her more maybe or whatever, like her counsel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just understanding again, okay, but will you trust me to fail too? Like not yeah. to succeed, but also to fail. And so I think, um, I think if, if people like her couples would understand that better, I think that, um, I think everyone truly deep down wants traditional relationships. Yeah, I really, do. I really yeah. think that they do. I think Western society has tried to push different ideas and it's kind of like ruining relationships. Like I really do, um, for men and for women, you know, because I think men like also want to like marry. I think when when men want to have a family too, it may not seem like that. (laughs) It may may seem like men just want to like, you know, uh, sleep around and just have a bunch of women, but you know, and some of that might be like sort of true, but not really like, I mean that more in the sense of like, I think for us men, we do have a higher sexual drive and I don't like, this is usually teens that watch this. So I'm, I'm going to be like very like, like careful with how I say okay. this, but like with, with like sex, I feel like men have a higher sexual drive. And I think women, a lot of times like, um, don't understand that, like how, how that works for men. And so, um, it's self-control, right? Well, it's self-control <laughs> for you girls, but it's not the same for like, for, for men. So like, like I, I've I've really given a lot of thought to this because I think um, again women don't understand like the way a man thinks, you know. I think we do. Yeah, I think about women well, all the time. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. So, so like here's here's what I mean by that. Like I think women think that we're just thinking about sex all the time. It doesn't work like that. It's not just like we're thinking about sex, but I think it's like easier for us to go there. Whereas for you girls, maybe it takes more for you to go there. And so if, if it's easier for us to go to like that, like, you know, state or whatever, or where we want to like, you know, go into that, then like opportunities and like, I don't even like what, how I'm trying to say this, but like, it's just, it's it's harder and then especially with like you know how society is i'm gonna keep blaming everything on society but it's very <laughs> how sexu- you are saying but huh? but like <laughs> it, but society is very like sexualized as well and so it just makes it to where like you know it's it's hard on men and so like i i just think that women don't understand like how like a man thinks and i think it's kind of hard for for a man especially when women sometimes even like in a relationship, not that they should be having sex, but they like leverage. Yeah. Uh, at least before, um, before marriage, yeah. leverage sex on men, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I think that's why like we need to like, you know, put God first. Yeah. Because I think that at least for men, like rem- not doesn't remove it, but it, it takes away that like distraction because it can, very easily become a distraction. Yeah. Um, and so and it become, it, it becomes when people engage in sexual activity become, especially guys, it become their focus with right. everything. Right. For sure. Yeah. Well, that, and that's what I'm saying though. Like it, it just becomes very easy for us to go there. And like you said, like focus, you use that word focus. Well, yeah, it, it becomes very easy for us to just like literally be, be distracted and just focused on that. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I think for us, man, like we, we have to have like something else that we like, um, not distracts us from that, but just removes our attention from that, you know? Um, so whether it's a career, whether it's like, um, you know, our faith, like whatever it is, like, but removes that because I think when, when us men tap into that, that's when we become almost like toxic because that's yeah. just literally all like 
we can like focus on because now we're just trying to figure out how we can get to that point, whatever, or convince the other person to also like want to engage in that, like on a daily basis or whatever it is. So, um, I'm just giving you a little bit of like what I, I think, at least from my conversations with other men and, and listen, some of the like podcasts that I listen to of, uh, men describing our challenges and how like, a lot of women don't understand that. Like they just think that, you know, it's it's real simple. It's self control. Well, it's it's not just as simple as self control. But the thing is, is that I don't understand how how do men expect? It's like you guys expect out of us what you don't give. You mm-hmm. expect for us to be have self control, but we have to make an excuse for you not having self control. So the point mm-hmm. is, is that yeah, women have self control because if I'm in a relationship with you. And, you know, of course, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage kids. (laughs) So, uh, but if I'm in a relationship with you, my focus is on our relationship. Right. But the thing is, most men focus is not necessarily on the relationship. They're in it, but they're not focused on it. So it's like they go freely wherever they feel like going. So that's where the distraction come in it because you're not allowing yourself to be focused because men focus when what they about what they love is about to leave. That's when they focus come. But when they have it, they don't appreciate it in the midst of it. And so the point is, is that you have to have enough self-control to find things to distract you from the things that are not good for you. Right. Right. right? So anything, whether you're married or not, if you're married and sex, that's how you think about it. Sex it's taking you away from mm-hmm. other things that you can be achieving because right. exactly. that shouldn't be anybody's focal right. point. And right. whether you're married or not married, it's so many other things to life besides sex. Right. But when you don't have self-control, whether you're married or not, it takes control over your life. Right. And so regardless of what the situation mm-hmm. is, you need to find other things to focus on outside of right. Just sex. sex. Right. Just sex. So, right, right. so it's just like it's it, it is self control. And if you don't have self control, because it's plenty of men that's married that have infidelity, that has infidelity, to have right. sex outside their their marriage, and which is unfortunate. But it's the, mm-hmm. the, the focus point is still on the sex. Right. And if if that's who you are yep. before marriage, if that's right. what you are during marriage, right. that's a problem. Right. So. Men need to have self-control no matter what. You need to come in. But I think it starts from when kids are younger, like mm-hmm. raising the kids in church and making sure they understand. And it's not even just about sex. Like, I don't even talk to my daughter about sex. I talk to her about being a young adult, being a productive citizen, being a Christian, being a believer. Because those things, sex is going to come up and sex is going to happen. But the thing is, I don't even want to put that in her mind for her to even right. think about that. You know, because it's so much more things to life than that. Right. Yeah, but, you know, even at a young age, a lot of them, like, even at 13, they already know about that. Yeah, I, I know. And so that's why I know you know. So at some point of me okay. reiterating because it's not important. Right. I only want to talk about important things. That's right. not important to me. And I don't want to make an important topic to my daughter. Like we have a close relationship to where if she want to know something, she will ask. But that's not a topic of our mm-hmm. and of our household because it's not something that's important. And I don't want her to ever focus on that. It's going to happen. Like right. I will be stupid to say, oh, she's never going to do it. Like, no, I'm, I'm right. a realistic mom. But I... They say the energy flows where the focus goes. So if mm. I if I put mm. focus on entrepreneurship, if I put focus on being a productive citizen, I put a focus on her making sure that she's the best person she can be. That's where she's. That's where the focus is going to go. Right. The energy is there. The energy is not on teaching her not to have sex or not to do this. I don't want to even speak about that mm. with her because that's not. I don't even want to focus on right. it. 
So I want to talk about all the positive things and all the good things. And I'm not saying sex is bad. That's how people are created. Right, right. But that's not what the focus is going to be right, right now. Which, you know, I think if we learned, or if I just learned something through this conversation, maybe the biggest thing was that. It's just, you know, focusing our energy on things that are productive, you know, like, because for men, I think that's our issue is like, we can easily get focused on that where like it just really distracts us from really accomplishing anything you know but this is the biggest distraction mm. this well, is the biggest distraction you can find sex like it's horrible now right. because sex is everywhere right, right. it's you pick up your phone it doesn't matter now i'm pretty sure once i get on social media i'm gonna see like some yeah. lingerie yeah, you know you're yeah. gonna see something because of this right. and the thing is social media has ruined like it's good and bad for our culture but it, i think it's more bad than it is mm. good because of the fact that what it introduced our kids to what it exposed everyone to like things that you're not even thinking about if i'm if i'm just say something to my friend and i'm gonna look at my phone and it's gonna it's gonna pop up and this it's gonna keep popping up keep popping up keep popping Mm -hmm. up until you act on it you know and so the the fact that matter is is that if you don't have self-control with anything you're gonna fall you're gonna fall for anything you know they say if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything Mm -hmm. and that's the truth because if you don't take control over your thoughts your thoughts become your actions mm-hmm. if you don't take control of your thoughts then your actions are going to be it's going to affect your tomorrow because yeah. we all have to live with consequences and most people don't want to live the consequences they just mm-hmm. sneaky mm-hmm. so they think they're going to get away with everything but you have to answer for it and that karma is everything and people even though someone don't catch you or don't see you you still gonna have to pay for it mm-hmm. you a, you a preacher at all do you ever no, preach no. <laughs> We got a lot of sayings, man. You got a lot of, like, we just weigh with words, man. It's, it's good. That's why I be selling all them yeah. cars. Like, you sound right real, here, sound right talk, here. man. You got you to get for real. Um, but, uh, okay, so, like, we, we went over oh, a little sorry. bit. We went on, but it's good, though. <laughs> I, I feel like we might even have to do a couple clips. We usually do, like, one clip um, for, like, our social media, and we might have to do a couple just because I feel like we had a lot of uh, good uh, material in here. So, thank you. Uh, thank you for no doing problem. this. Um I said we weren't gonna put your uh, your tag on Instagram, but uh, we're gonna do it anyway. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dorothy, seriously no for doing this, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Hopefully, you took something from this, and um, just always remember we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, continue to follow us, subscribe, and uh, we'll continue to do this. So, God bless you guys.